You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Today we are in Titus 3, 1 through 11, and I'll start reading here in verse 1. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things, so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As a person who stirs up division after warning as for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once, then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. One of the major areas of sin that Paul brings up in this letter to Titus is the area of speaking evil against others. Now he spends the first portion of this passage fleshing out this sin in all its forms. He indicates that these sins are part of what we once were, but now we've had the goodness of God appear to us and he saved us by his own mercy. Then he gets back to the way a person should now live in light of this salvation. His conclusion will again pick up the subject of things like foolish controversies and quarrels of various kinds. Now these sins are so horrible to the Holy Spirit that there is a provision to remove a person from the church who stirs up this division faster than you would remove someone caught in some other form of sin. Now with that summary, Notice three reasons here that Paul gives to avoid quarreling or speaking evil of people. First, we've been saved by the goodness of God and have a new life. This is key. We're no longer people to argue and get down in the gutter. We've been saved by God. We who once maybe had some opinions ourselves that were once wrong. We've been saved by the goodness of God. We're in a sense above all that. Second, it is unprofitable to engage in elementary disputes. Verse 9 says that they are unprofitable and worthless. So, in the Bible, being unprofitable and worthless is a huge problem. This is actually a great insult. God does not want his people to be unprofitable or worthless, or another synonym, unfruitful. So he says that to engage in this this quarreling and this stirring up of controversy and, and all of these arguments, this makes us unprofitable. And that is something that's a huge deal to God. When we are engaged in quarreling, we are wasting precious time that the Lord has given us for his kingdom. Third, we should avoid quarreling because at some point, if we continue, we may be removed from the formal fellowship we have with other Christians. Meaning, 
we may be disciplined out of the church. There's a strong provision here in verses 10 and 11. Listen to it again. As for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once, then twice, have nothing more to do with them, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. Now, other sins that affect the body, those, those things can be um, a cause for someone's removal from the body in, in the form of church discipline, according to Matthew 18. So, so in Matthew 18, there are actually four total steps. There is a private going to the person in sin. There is a second step of, of witnesses who've seen the sin and can also testify to repentance when it takes place. Witnesses going to that person and calling them to repent. That's the second step. Third here uh, in Matthew 18, there's a step of telling the, the whole church, um, the whole church body, this person is in sin. Please go to them, call them to repentance, tell them to stop this sin and to and to honor Christ. So there's a third step there. Then the fourth step is the final removal. If none of those things have worked here in verse 10, warn them once, warn them twice, then done. Have nothing more to do with them because division in a body is so harmful there's an added provision of expediency here to remove the person engaged in this type of division. This is a serious sin. This quarreling, disputes that, that reflect a heart of division. So, this passage says that this person or potential person who's engaged in things like this is warped and sinful and self-condemned. They don't appear to be Christians. It seems to me that Christians today don't understand all the reasons that quarreling is so bad. We continue on and we do it. But there is strong language here in the book of Titus, in the first section in chapter 3. So consider why quarreling is so bad. I gave you these three reasons. And hopefully, after meditating on this passage today, you'll hate this sin all the more and the damage that it can do to the brothers and sisters that you are to love. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.